Did you go get them, Dan? This is All right, it's six o'clock. I'd like to call our meeting to order. This is the boy, December 13th. I had to look and remember what time, what day it is. December 13th, 2023, General Plan Steering Committee uh, meeting for um, we're working on the general plan. So, Chris or Chelsea, can you do the roll call, please, for me? Committee member Sue Brandt. Christy Bagwell. Here. Christopher Baker. Here. Mel Kunal. Here. Uh, William Lacey. Here. Vice Chair Greg Ostro. Here. And Chair Charlotte Mortimer. Here. Thank you very much. I always forget to do the invocation. So, is there anyone in the audience that would be willing to do an invocation for us? You'll do it again, Lee? Okay, thank you. Okay, we'll start. Didn't have anybody else volunteer, I don't think. So, okay, we'll start with the Pledge of Allegiance and then uh, Mrs. Clough will do our invocation. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Our dear kind Heavenly Father, as we come before thee, at this time, we ask thee to help us to think about one another and to be polite and to wait for the chair to call on them to talk so the rest of us can hear and that people won't get frustrated tonight. We ask thee to help us do what's best for the town and not to always have to rush everything, that we may be able to look at this and do what is best for the town. We're grateful for the many blessings. We're grateful for the town that we do live in. We ask thee to help us or help the committee to do a general plan that will continue to keep this town the way we would like it, this, the rural, small atmosphere caring about one another. And we say this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Is there anyone in the committee that has any informational reports that they'd like to share with us? Mr. Ostro. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Um, sort of as a, to share with everyone in this section, I sent a few articles uh, to Chelsea that have come to the committee and I don't know whether it's appropriate now for her to put them on the screen or make them available to others, you know, the, those attending and or those at home. But it was just contextual stuff about uh, tourism. And we had worked on, but I don't think we were able to achieve it, uh, having the town manager who just went through a big tourism thing in Sedona join us for some information or question and answer. Um, 
having said that, um, I took the advice of one of our audience members uh, last meeting, which is, Greg, bring your stuff written out, what you're thinking. So I really took that to heart, and I did that. And I sent this to Chelsea not long ago, and there are copies that she can make available and maybe you can put it on the screen. But here's, I have like four points. And what I have are things we've been working on. Tourism, the remediation Superfund site, agriculture, agritourism, and so forth. And I thought, what we want to do, and this has been talked about, be a vision and not tie the hands of those in the future. At the same time, be specific enough so as to protect us being the country town. Okay, let's save the breakdown on those until the until we get into that section. Okay, Is that okay? Because cool. that's specific to the general plan, so we'll wait on that. Okay. Okay? Yes. Hang on to it. We'll definitely get back to okay. you on that. Fair Thank enough. you. Anyone else have any informational reports? No? Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> we don't have any um, uh, consent agenda there, so we'll move on to public comment. The committee wishes to hear from the citizens at each meeting. Those wishing to address the committee need not request permission or give notice in advance. For the official record, individuals are asked to state their name. Public comments may appear on any video or audio recording of this meeting. Please direct your comments to the committee. Individuals may address the committee on any issue within its jurisdiction. According to the Arizona Open Meeting Law, committee members may respond to criticism made by those who have addressed the public body may ask town staff to review a matter or may ask that a matter be put on a future agenda. However, committee members are forbidden from discussing or taking legal action on matters raised during public comment unless the matters are properly noticed for discussion and, and legal action. A three minute per speaker limit shall be imposed. Everyone is asked to please be courteous and silent while others are speaking. Public comments on agendized items may occur when the item is discussed by the committee. Anyone in the public like to speak? Mrs. Collins, thank you. I'm pretty sure there's time to ask for this um, going forward towards planning and zoning meetings. If if um, staff could put an announcement in the town newsletter encouraging people to go to the planning and zoning meetings on the general plan update when they're scheduled that, so that we can get um, some in-person input. Thank you. Ashley Preston, Dewey Humboldt. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the full um, steering committee meeting last time. Um, as you know, a lot of people complain about Granicus, and I tried for two days and made it an hour into the meeting. Um, but I've been updated from a lot of different community members. I think as, as you move forward um, in the process, here, we need to take into consideration um, not only property rights, but health effects from this. Um, it is your job as well as planning and zoning and ultimately town council to not only protect our property rights, um, but to protect the health of the community. And dealing with the Superfund is huge. And I think that aspect, not only with this committee, um, but as well as planning and zoning, I attended the planning and zoning meeting last week um, and some inter interesting things were brought up there. Um, but it affects all of us. Um, even if you live in Upper Blue Hills and you think that you're not affected directly health-wise, 
if you have children that attend Humboldt Elementary School, this affects you and it affects your neighbors. And so we cannot leave out the possible health effects as we're trying to protect property rights. And I know that's a hard thing to do, especially in a community that does not like government oversight. Um, but this super fund, the general plan, how we handle it from here is not only um, our town's <laughs> legacy, this is going to last for generations. Um, my daughter who, who directly developed health issues from the site with beryllium and arsenic is now 21 years old. Um, I just have a newborn baby at home. So to say that it already has not affected generations and not going to affect our grandkids is, is just crazy. I mean, this, this is our legacy. So it's our chance now to do it right, get it done, get it to planning and zoning, um, who can put their two cents, and then ultimately to council. And I hope when this gets to council that all of you attend those meetings, um, that all of planning and zoning attend those meetings because that's where you're really going to need to back up the comments and changes made. This doesn't just stop here. So that's what I wanted to say. Thanks. Thank you. Clough, Dewey Humble. I just want this on the record that we might want to get the door fixed, the step, because somebody else tripped again today. Could have been another disaster. Um, I want to encourage everybody not to be rushed through this and to make sure that the residents as well as you get all the changes when they come because I think that's important for us to be able to look at that too because that's a lot for just seven people to look out and sometimes it's lots of eyes make it better um, and I do want to apologize to Greg Ostrow for my behavior last meeting that was inappropriate I was frustrated because everybody was yelling and 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 we just need to not attack each other. This is very stressful because we all want what's best for the town, and we do want our um, property rights protected. That is very, very, very important. Um, and so I'm hopeful that we won't be pushed and rushed because that's the impression I've been getting, and I don't like that. Thank you. Amy Lance, Dewey Humboldt resident, and I just wanted to tell the community, watch for in our newsletters and on our website and on Facebook, we have some exciting news. Uh, St. Mary's Food Bank has reached out to our um, Citizens Event Committee and the town and want to partner and do a mobile distribution center um, at least once a month. So look for the details. It's all brand new. As we get more information, we'll spread the word. Thank you. Light parade. Everybody's invited to decorate whatever vehicle, motorcycle, ATV, whatever, and be in the parade, or you can line the streets to watch. You should bring a flashlight if you're going to watch. I just spoke to um, Kristen with the 4-H Wranglers. Um, they're going to have quite a few people here. Those kids, some of them will be walking. Some of them are going to be on an 18-wheeler. 38 kids they have so far. Um, we, I know this is not the place, but 
again. We need a bathroom at the school open for all these kids while they're staging for the parade. Can you make that happen? Yes. I will ask Melissa too. So anyway, it's going to be a good time. Let's do this. We're coming back here for hot chocolate and coffee and refreshments afterwards. And I hope to see you all there. You know, I was yes. hoping that too, but we need somebody over at the school because they're going to be there. Yes. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you very much. Um, Melissa, do you have All right. So we were on page 36 of the general plan pages. If anybody would like to follow along, and I know Chelsea can get it up on the screen for us. Well, we'll do it as we go. I know that we're going to hit all those topics, so we'll do it as we go, okay? Perfect. I can see it, so I will make sure that I get you when you're when it's time. Uh, Chelsea, could you make that bigger on our screen so that the audience can see it if they don't have a packet? The full width or whatever. Town manager, while she's uh, doing that, another suggestion besides fix the door, maybe a screen up here for the audience. Yeah. Actually, I've talked about that, and then, of course, we would have to take down and find a place for our lovely seals and, um, and our mattress. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we have been talking. Yeah, for the people to see. Yes. All right, thank you for that, Chelsea. Okay, so we were we had finished with the first goal um, <clears throat> under water resources element. Are you with us, Bill? Yeah. Okay. My page. I'm all catch up. Okay, just making sure that we're all on the same page here. Um, so we finished with the first goal. So we're on the second goal of develop water conservation policies, monitor the regional water resources. Did anybody have any changes? Any edits that anybody had wanted to include in that? No? Okay. And we will move on to page 37. Current water availability. <clears throat> I had on this one a note, note of what is the Wilcox, Wilhoit Water Company. I'm not familiar with that one. That's Acme Water. Okay, well, it says Wilhoit in here, so... Um, Water companies, I never saw that one. But Ashley, do you know? It used to be Wilhoit. Sorry, would you come up so everybody in the audience can hear? Ashley knows. It used to be Wilhoit Water Company, the standpipe at Blue Hills back in 2009 when it was originally done. It's now Acme Water Company. It, it's the standpipe, yeah, at Blue Hills. Well, it calls out that one specifically, but it doesn't call out the Humboldt Water Company. So I thought we probably needed to change that to Acme Water and then call out the Humboldt Water Company as well. Is everybody okay with that? Yes, please. Um, maybe it's not the right place. Is this for the town to use or is it for the county to use? Do we need to say anything about that this, you know, do 
extremely humble water source for individuals is for the immediate community? Is that for us to say or not? Meaning, in other words, let's say, what I understand, Prescott Valley is chopping off the water uh, filling. So does this become the, the default? Uh, do we do we need to say something? I'm asking rhetorically. Do you have a response to that, Dan? Yeah. Well, yeah. What we're under um, the elements now, right? So we're we're showing what we actually have here. And as you know, after this is done and it and it gets accepted by P and Z, then what has to happen is it does go out to all the different entities close by, and they get to have a, a comments on anything we might have that they suggest we should add or take out. So, but this is showing our- Be specific own. about the water company, for example. You know, current water availability, is that relative to the town or the area? I, I think it should be relative to the town, or is that inherently there and we don't need to do that? Well, Humboldt, Humboldt Water is a, a town uh, purveyor and Acme is within our town. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think he would identify him. It says in the beginning, two water companies supply a few hundred residents. We haven't named those two water companies. One is Humboldt, and there's one up in Blue Hills, is there That's not? Acme. That's Acme. So Acme does the delivery as well as? No, they just have that sandpipe, and they have, they have a few houses. Or what is it, 30 houses or something that they have water lines that go to those homes as well, is that, I believe? So we're counting ACME as one of the two. If that that's the case, the then we should, I think we should include Humboldt by name. Okay. Do we in Humboldt, you know, meaning the... The ACME Water Company and the Humboldt Water Company. Okay. If I could uh, also uh, go back to what Mr. Osbro asked, are, are you saying to input there that, uh, I think this is just saying what's available right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess for me, at every corner, because of water being an issue, and right. perhaps being cut off here, as we're talking about the vision and water availability, I feel it's inherently wise for us to put in for the residents of Dewey Humboldt, where, wherever we can, because we know that it's a, you know, it's a war for water, and we need to be, I think, protect ourselves. That's my suggestion. So you want to, just to clarify, you just want to include, res, you just want to include of Dewey Humboldt at the residence? Yes. And, and, and is, is that enough to say for the use of Dewey Humboldt residents or for the needs of? Do we want to add that little bit of phraseology? I don't want to be too narrow, that would but, I, but I feel um, we have to protect the water. It would already be there if we just added up Do We Humbled After Residence with their water needs. Okay. So is that what we want to do? Is that okay with everybody? If we add of yeah. Do We Humboldt there? I, residents of Do We Humboldt? Two water companies supply a few hundred residents within the town. Do We Humboldt? Just another suggestion. I, I don't. Yeah, maybe just town doesn't. 
or do we want to just put a few hundred Dewey Humboldt residents? That's probably easier. That's clear. I mean, this is Dewey Humboldt um, general plan, so about it the ripple means kind of Prescott Valley changing the game. <clears throat> Mel, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. Bill, I'm okay. With Susie's it. okay. Okay, so let's say do um, Dewey Humboldt residents then. Mrs. Clough, did you have something to add to that? Okay. Lee Clough, Dewey Humboldt. So the first line is only talking about water being delivered to the homes through pipes. Okay, so that's probably a few hundred. I know that Humboldt said it was like 400. And then I think, I don't remember if they told us 30 or 50 for the other. But the next one, significant numbers of individuals, I would say hundreds. And on that one, on the standpipe, I don't think we can say just for Dewey Humboldt because we don't own the standpipe and we can't decide who that owner is going to let use his water. Okay, so where are you saying that you want to change it to? Where, then second, significant numbers of individual haul water. That's more than significant. That's hundreds. And not a few hundred. That's hundreds of people. <laughs> Is everybody okay with changing that from significant numbers to hundreds of individuals haul water from? Uh, Christy, go ahead. The only concern I have, significant specifies a significant number. This is supposed to go through 2044. By the time 2044 gets here, it could be thousands. So I'm not sure we want to put a specific, a specific number like that on it if this is going to go that far forward. Okay, Christopher, did you have a thought? Uh, I was going to say exactly that. I think significance encapsulates that it is a significant number because looking forward, it could easily uh, turn into thousands and to limit it to hundreds seems unnecessary. So you could put some Dewey Humboldt residents. It's a significant number of Dewey Humboldt residents. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't think we need to change it at all. That word. Bill, are you good with that? Yeah, I am. I'm just wondering who owns that. I mean, that Will Hoyt Water Company used to belong to Glenarm Land. Okay, back in the day, and I they had some trouble at one point, and uh, I think Mrs. Clough was correct in saying that 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 facility doesn't belong to us exclusively. You know, as much as I would like to command it all for us, as Greg is suggesting, I don't know if we can demand that. Okay. You know, there's people from all over that come and fill up there. Um, I'm just saying, this is vision that we're not the police. It's the vision that as those who succeed us, what can they do to, you know, think this way? I, I feel, again, let's can you, protect you. Can you please use your flag and wait for me to call you when of you course. need to speak? I appreciate it. I just want to make sure everybody gets a, gets a turn. Thank you. All right. I have the name of the person. 
Sure, Bill asked. Go yes. ahead. Thank you, Mrs. Clough. Jim West owns it. That's per somebody that texts me. I was looking, but they were faster. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Yes. Me attend. Dan is the one who asked me to come up, and, uh, and I'm encouraged as I listen to you think about these ideas. As I look at the general plan, the water element is weak, and water is probably one of the most important things you need to address, so I'm pleased that you're thinking about ways to identify it. I do agree that you ought not use a specific number because you have no idea how many you have. I do agree that you ought to not restrict the standby to only residents but the one thing you do need to think about is you have no water. The people who have water are the two water companies. And you have Prescott Valley limiting, limiting the, number, the amount of water. I think making these changes and recommending that the commission and eventually the council begin fo focusing on ways that you, the government, can work with the water, the, the water providers, the people who have the water, to see if you can, can transition eventually to where you could run the standard. I'm just uh, I'm representing the the real the real Verde standpipe operators in North Scottsdale, and we're figuring out ways to serve those constituents. I'm the I'm the Cave Creek town attorney. We bought the water company 10 15 years ago so that we could we could we could limit not we they before I got there could limit the vagaries that could be imposed by water companies as they change the prices. The beauty of running a municipal water department, and I'm not saying you can do that now is that you can control the prices and the destiny. But to get there, you need water. And so this, this is, these are good suggestions. And what I'm going to suggest to the commission and to the council is that maybe we add language about are, are there areas in town where a standpipe could be constructed, where you could use town funds to construct a standpipe and lease it to an operator on an interim basis so that they can provide water to your constituents. Then eventually, but the part of the lease would be they have a duty to sell it to you. Now the statute says you have to pay fair market value, but the point being is the comments you just had are great comments. We shouldn't limit the number. We shouldn't limit the, 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 those who might use it. But the fact that you're identifying water as an opportunity is something that the general plan can focus future, future leaders to figure out ways to capture water for the benefit of the community and you, the elected officials, or in your case, appointed officials, can determine that. It does say under sustainable water resources, it does talk a little bit about the fact that the town needs to do some more work on water. Yes. Is that enough or is there more that we that you recommend that needs to be added into that? Wrong one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. You had a sentence under sustainable. I'm now looking at the first paragraph. Um, Especially Dewey, maybe Dewey Humboldt should consider uh, uh, developing opportunities with water providers to, to uh, should consider exploring opportunities with water providers to provide water to Dewey Humboldt citizens. It's, the exploring gives you the flexibility. You don't have the money to do it now. You don't have the power and you don't have the smarts to do it now. But you do have land and, you, and once we figure out the results, I'm listening to Ashley talk about the EPA. Once we deploy their 85, 75 to 80 million and try to find property in town, that, that'll be an opportunity to, in effect, in effect begin the, the foundation for an eventual water utility.
all it is now is explore opportunities to work with water providers to provide water to Dewey Hubble citizens. That's all you have to say. Consider exploring water. What did you say? Opportunities. Should explore opportunities with water providers. No, should consider exploring our relationships with water providers to provide opportunities to provide water to Dewey Humboldt citizens. That'll be the sentence. I'm just being generic. The general plan aren't specific. This is just, it's a vision. It's just a vision to say where you want to go. Enthusiast. Ready, ready. Water relationships. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Greg. Um, thank you, and, and thank you for the comments and the perspective. I think <clears throat> previous meetings that you weren't at, um, this town can't even do code enforcement. It really barely functions as it is, and there's been a big sentiment that we don't want to take on town responsibilities, that we're not set up for it. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be infrastructure. So as you do that languaging, it contradicts the survey, which I hope you've seen the survey and the results of the survey, and thereby your advice comes through that filter or that lens, please. But I feel that us um, <clears throat> talking about getting in the business of water. I didn't say that. I said explore opportunities, but all I said. And I think right now but it, it's saying that the town is going to take some kind of responsibility. I didn't say that. What I said was, you have what you have no water. Prescott Valley is cutting you off. You have citizens who want water, and one option would be to explore ways you can work with water providers to facilitate them providing water. I'm not saying you become the water provider. You may never want to be a water provider. And right now, you have nothing. Right. But along that line, I would add to the thinking is that right now, hundreds of people are using the water we're talking about. Is that correct? Um, so, but thousands aren't. So is it an issue for the whole town to get all worked up about and be in the water business? Not necessarily. I didn't say water. Caveat emptor. I bought the land with or without water. I'm not being a hard guy. I'm just saying that because, oops, I bought where there's no water. The town must now get in the town water business for the sake of example. We're not inclined, to my knowledge, this committee, nor has the public said, yeah, let's, let's become a thriving metropolis of operations. We can't even do code enforcement. I didn't say that. All I said was just for opening. We even add it, though. Well, if, if I can. Yes, Dan, sorry. I had to walk away for a moment. I apologize. Go yeah, ahead, Dan. I understand why. Anyway, um, the, uh, uh, the council has already given direction that when it comes to Humboldt water, that we are to assist them in any way to get them to be able to construct a, a standpipe or to help them through um, any sort of uh, regulatory problems they might that might arise with the Arizona Corporation Commission. So if it's a supporting letter, things like that. With regard to that, um, so they're now doing a public-private partnership and the town will get revenue from that or your no, it's just private a, enterprise grow? Just to, to uh, assist them in improving their services okay, so for the that, area that they service. So that's a town, this, the town helping a private enterprise. Yes, yes, with our, with our government. 
But I'm saying, then what's the reward back to the town? And and I, this isn't the time or the place, but well, I raised the question. About that later, but it's the health, safety, and welfare. You want to have water delivered that is a quality, it's quality and quantity. You want enough water that is available to be delivered on a current uh, uh, service provider. And it helps though the community in that those residents are being serviced with that. A lot of, a lot of areas have water that is uh, contaminated and that's the source that people use. Oh, it's it's uh, just asking. I'm not against it. I'm saying that it sounds like if I have a business, the town's not going to help me. The water company owns the water. I'm just saying, are we? Is the town benefiting besides for the residents who might get served? Is it serving the greater good? Is what I'm asking. And what's the business relationship between the private enterprise and the government body? You're asking for far more specifics. Well, this is just vision. I'm using yeah. your comments. What you're asking them is way down the road. Okay. They, don't, they don't intend to go down that route. We're just trying to figure out a way to identify this problem and make sure we have a, 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 a scenario. And we can debate that later outside of this. Okay. Mrs. Preston? Um, perfect opportunity to talk about water issues. I just wanted to bring um, something to light. I know we've talked about it a little bit. I don't know if I've gone in depth with Bill. As we're discussing um, the Superfund, how to keep the town out of liability, um, acquiring properties, all that sort of thing, um, this issue was brought up at the planning and zoning meeting last week as well. Um, we have water lines laid through town that are 100 plus years old. Um, so as, as we're developing this relationship, working with the water company, we need to be very careful in where our Superfund liability may cross those lines. Um, yes, the water coming out of the Humboldt Water Company is extremely filtered. It tests good. All that's great. Once it goes through the pipes, um, EPA has never done any follow through. There's never been any testing to see what is coming out of the houses. So if we learned nothing from Flint, Michigan, when you t change the composition of the water that's been going through these pipes for 100 years, and now you have different clean water going through, this is where you get leaching of lead through the pipes. Um, same pipes that supply the schools all throughout town. Now it's been presented to the council and the community a number of times that these water pipes have been replaced. They absolutely have not been. Um, if you watch the planning and zoning meeting, the gentleman who's trying to open the pizza place just across from um, the post office here came across one of these water lines that is still active, water flowing. There are no easements. The water company didn't even know it was there. They had to go through this whole process in the county to trace the water line where it's at. Yes, there's old meters on it. So we need to be very careful in wording. Yes, we need to supply water to our citizens but we also need to watch out for the liability of the town and the people here. So. All right, so our attorney had recommended adding some language into this. How does the committee feel about adding that language? I agree with the attorney. Okay. Can, can, can I hear what, I mean, so what the, I wrote, I don't think is. The way that I wrote have. it, let's hope I got close. Should, could, that the town should consider exploring relationships with water providers to provide opportunities or to provide water to our community. Plural. 
I have DH should explore all opportunities with water suppliers to supply water to town residents. Okay. I don't think there's all opportunities, just opportunities. Opportunities, yes. Water opportunities to our community. Um, water providers to provide water to our community. Dewey Humboldt shall cons should consider exploring relationships with water providers to provide water to our community. So that's what um, providers. Yes. Providers to yes. Any other? Mel agreed with that. Is there anybody else that felt like it was Bill? I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine with that. I could I could ask him for a little more language, but uh, I, I don't want to get too specific, so we'll keep it general. Well, I I, I don't want to because I. And I'll just I'll just say one thing. I was familiar with Tim Kylo's efforts when he got a grant to improve some of the lines. He did get some of them fixed before he sold the water company Humboldt Water. Um, but if we were to try to put a standpipe of our own in the town, first of all, we're in their franchise area. We don't have a certificate of convenience and necessity. There's a whole process that's I've owned a water company before. I inherited it. I didn't ask for it. I bought something and it came along with it. So believe me, there's all kinds of, as Mr. Ostro was pointing out, of regulations. We would have to have people manage it for us if we're ready to do that. Then, yeah, that's what we definitely should consider that in the future, we want to guarantee water for our town. Christopher, did you have any comments? Well, I think from Aphasia, it, it does run counter to what we've been told other wishes of the people of the town, such as that they don't want us getting in the business of utilities. Um, I do appreciate that the language is vague, um, but there's always that slippery slope aspect. And if we did want to include some sort of language that did um, suggest that perhaps the town get involved um, in water in any way, maybe just something along the lines of that uh, Dewey Humble will strive to become water self-sufficient or something along those lines. But if we start to get into, you know, constructing standpipes and things like that and being water providers, then it kind of runs counter to what people told us they want. Okay. I think this is pretty vague. As How did you feel, Christy, about it? It seemed vague enough to me without pointing directly that we should get in the water business. Okay. But again, the town should explore whatever they can do to make sure that the town's residents have ample water. Doesn't mean they have to get in the business of providing it. They just need to secure the rights to it so that it can be provided to residents. Okay. I have a follow-up. Thank you. So does that mean that wherever you are in the town boundaries, you're going to make sure that, you know, looking down the road, this thought is that means that if you're in the Blue Hills or wherever you are, you're going to get water. And we're just talking about where the pipes are now. My point is, it seems to me it's a line being added that I don't think we'll ever fulfill. And it's a line being added for not the many, but the few, unless you're saying, unless the language is for everybody in the geography of the town, because otherwise it's, uh, not to the detriment of those folks, but it's why is, are those few hundred driving the bus of many thousands? That's all I'm asking. Well, you know, 
And I'm not saying I'm against water. I'm just saying that why would we even talk about being a supplier unless we're talking about water? What I said was water's a problem. Only you have two water providers. They have water. Explore opportunities. One opportunity might be is, is to lease a, a place where they can build a standpipe. And they would operate it because you're right. They have to have CCM. This just, this just has a, it's a sentence that says we're going to look at it. That's all it says. It doesn't say you're going to be a water provider. But I think you're doing it a service to your community to at least acknowledge that water is an issue that needs to be addressed. That's all it says. Can we use that language? You can use whatever you want. I think what I said does that. It's your call. Motion from the from someone if we want to go with what was just said, which I didn't write it down, so we'll have to review that, or what was already being addressed. Can I add something? Sure. To what Bill's just talking about. Um, as everybody knows, the general plan is a guide for future developers or builders, not necessarily for the people that already live here. So would it be possible, Bill, to add a clause that would say something like developers, builders should provide satisfactory availability, ample of water? as required by the development. They have to under the law anyway. Seriously, your subdivision code will require them to get water. So yeah, we, we don't need to say that. And honestly, I'm worried that we're now getting too precise. But I, I like your point, but I think that'll get that'll get addressed at the site plan or subdivision stage, and they have to bring water. And so I think, I think the laws help us there. This is just simply a placeholder so your community and the developers recognize that you as a government understand water is an issue. And all we're saying is, the only sources for water right now are your two companies. You can figure out ways to work with them so that they can provide water to your constituents. That's all I'm saying. Well, Chrissy, did you have something? Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. I make a motion that we use the language as suggested by our town attorney. should consider exploring relationships with water providers to provide water to our community. I accept. I agree. I second that motion. Okay. So we've got a motion and a second. <coughs> Let's do a roll call vote on that, please, Chelsea. Oh, boy. <laughs> Committee member Sue Brandt? No. Committee member Christy Badwell? Yes. Uh, Committee member Christopher Baker? No. Committee member Mel Kuhnel? Yes. Uh, Vice Chair Greg Ostro? No. And Chair Tyler Mortimer? Yes. The motion doesn't pass 50%. Did William vote? No. Don't ask me. So I'd like, man, I'd like to make a follow-up motion to get some of the spirit of what you wish and others do. Your last phrase, um, I don't know your name, forgive me, I don't Bill. have, Bill, thank you, um, was, you know, should be concerned about water, that, it was like three words, should be aware of it or concerned, otherwise let's just leave it out. Okay. Moving on. Yes, Mrs. Rogers.
Denise Rogers, resident of Humboldt. I think all these comments to my ears sound like you're talking about everybody in our community. And I don't know the percentage, but I think um, fewer people rely on these water companies for water. The rest of us are providing our own water. And it's almost sounding like we should provide water for everybody rather than, and yeah, it's expensive to drill a well, but most of us provide our own water. We don't expect the town to chip in or supply or, so I don't know if there needs to be something that itemizes that. It is, it is. It talks a lot. It talks in here about that um, the remaining town citizens are served by exempt wells as defined by the 1980 groundwater management. All wells, wells pumping right. through the 35 gallon. Paragraph two, sorry. Well, it, it does have that in there. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so if we go to implementation program, page 38. Did anyone have any edits or changes on that page? Christy? The only edit I have is um, under the action plan, it has town vision 2028 needs to be 2020, 2044. Thank you. Anything else on that page? Okay. Moving on, page 39. Sorry. We're awake. We're all awake now. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Yeah, um, I'm just wondering if we are following the practice of this annual checkup. No. That's, uh, that was in the assessment. Uh, if you remember from the initial consultant, that no, it hasn't been followed. Okay, so all through this, I don't all through this general plan, it talks about how the community and the citizens need to be involved mm -hmm. with this, and they need to have a say. And I just wanted to get that on the record because that's really important that everybody has a say. And my problem with that last little motion was, I don't believe the government needs to be involved in any kind of private utility, anything. That's why I voted no. Okay. Mrs. Collins? Um, as to the annual checkup, I do not remember which statute, but I do remember reading that there is an Arizona revised statute that requires a yearly review by planning and zoning of the uh, general plan. So if it's, if we're going to leave that in there, can we please reference the statute? Thank you. Glossary. Kind of quickly went through these. I don't know that we need to update um, any of them, but I thought we'd have an opportunity if there is something that needs to be updated. I'm sure there are a few words that we're using today that they weren't using in the Yes. Go ahead, Sue. 
So um, this implementation program. Going back to the implementation sorry. page. Okay. Um, this under long range and environmental planning. Um, it talks about town vehicles being energy efficient. If they mean electric, I don't think that should be in there at all. I don't see how we can afford that anyway. Okay. And since this was done in 2009, I think we need a better I agree. vision here. Just town vehicles and leave that out. Town use of energy efficient. Which means so. What if we just what if we just scratch that whole line? I, yeah. I think so. Scrub the line. Yeah. Does anybody have an issue with scrubbing that whole line? Okay. Thank you for bringing that up, Sue. Christopher, did you have something that you wanted to bring in the glossary, I think? Or I was just going to um, comment on what Ms. Collins was saying. If there is a revised statute to cite, I think we should. I'm fine with that. We don't, we'll have to look up what that statute is. Me too. Sure. Where is that? On, the, on page 39, where it talks about the annual checkup. Can you, do you mind going back to the top there? general plans are measured by it was up in the previous page um, scroll well, they want to just add on that first paragraph they just want to add in there the um, where what that statute is reference the statute that says to the that needs to be an annual checkup needs to be done okay. and then what about would you the, scroll to the preceding page well what did Sue just say about like the electric on the next page there, so go to the next page on that chart. There's a line there that talks about the um, under environmental planning. It's the energy efficient. Yeah, that whole line. We want to scratch that whole line. Okay. Can't. Can't. Where that is. That's right. So that's the But leave published town success Published town success brochure in the long range. It's underneath the sentence you wanted to strike. Uh, yeah, that's the next. That's the next uh, goal per se. So yes, that would stay. Okay. Maybe it's in the the action plan. Step by from the action plan. Um, Outlined in the accompanying table. Uh, no, a little bit earlier. I'm sorry. Um, general implementation. General plans are measured by the tangible results they produce. Vision goals. Do we want to put something in there about uh, and the voice of the people, the survey of the people? Uh, you know, because that's what's really gotten us to where we are now. The 1096. Um, do we need to add something that? Um, implementation includes referencing that or succeeding uh, public surveys or something about following the public wishes as determined by surveys and the like because I, I really feel that we've worked hard to stay within what the people want and I want to make sure that those who succeed us go yeah we're not going to put a, a Mars lander here because the people don't want a Mars lander Okay, does anybody else want to add the survey into that section? Um, 
Obviously, it doesn't specifically need to be the survey, but if we wanted to include some sort of language as well in the people, I'm fine with that. Okay. You know, I vision, guess, goals, the will of the people, and objectives. Or as determined by town surveys and the like. Public direction. Public input. Public input. Public input, comma, visions, goals, and objectives. Resident input versus public. If you would consider that. The will of the people is more officious. I like the will of the people. Okay. The will of the residents. I think this being the really global general plan, it's self evident that this is going to help our people. Okay. The will of the public, vision, goals, and objectives. So is everybody Should okay with following. that? Should be have to be acted on for community improvement is the rest of the sentence. So, yeah, Mel, are you good with that? Okay, Christy, yeah, okay, Greg, yeah, Christopher, yep, Susan, yeah, okay, okay, everybody's good with that. The will of the public, okay, back to the glossary. Are there any of these definitions that you have? Anybody, anybody has any notes on? Glossary page one. I know we need to get to Greg's list, and then I brought a list as well of a couple of things that we needed that we had noted to go back to. So I want to make sure we have time to get those done. Thank you. Um, glossary page two. Oh. What? Uh, not on that page. I'll wait till page one. Okay. Glossary page three. So you had something on page four? Okay, so this quad cities thing really gets me. Um, when I first moved here, it was tri cities. Now it's quad city cities. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be part of <laughs> any of that up there. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I guess it's just a definition, but it does say we are part of, the Dewey Humboldt is part of the Quad Cities. No, I agree with you. Uh, I don't want to be part of Dewey that. Humboldt looks out for it, its own interest. We are Not that that's the language, but I agree with that. Anybody out we there? We are part of the county, and the county calls us the Quad right. Cities. It's the county that does that? Mm -hmm. It's it just is. a... It's a definition. Mel, what do you I think of that? that? It's a definition. I'm fine with it. Is. You're fine with it, Christy. What do you think? I'm fine with it. Again, it's Yavapai County. That right. Yeah, I think it's puts it quite shady. So. Okay, Christopher. Uh, well, I agree with Sue that um, we don't really want to be a part of that. The glossary is just providing definition for term used. I understand. Um, so yeah, I would be fine with. It. Leaving in there, if it's used within the document, then there should probably be some clarification. Okay, Bill? I, I have mixed ideas about it. I, it might give us a say in some issues that come in front of the supervisors or something to stay 
as being considered part of the Quad Cities, but other than that, I think Sue is right that it's not. And also, what was just said, um, but these are that we need to, a better definition if it's going to be part of some specific law or something that we're going to pass. So I'm okay with it, basically, the way that it is. Um, okay. So, Sue, are you okay with it staying? Because it seemed like that's pretty much where everybody else as long is at as it's in the glossary. just the definition. Okay. I just, I it's so just a bugaboo in mind. Mrs. Collins? On page three, the glossary refers to impact fees. Um, I am pretty sure that back in 2017, 2016, the state passed some new structural controls on impact fees, and I think our town got rid of their cost of development policies and things around that time because we didn't um fit the bill as being able to do that i don't remember exactly what the particulars are but i do remember that it was an issue back then so that's something that we might want to verify yeah. um, i actually think it's in the uh, uh planning and zoning code that it mentions okay. well, there's only certain somewhere. things that we can ask for we have to show uh, we used to get exactions where you go in and a good deal and everything, mm -hmm. but now you have to show that what you're charging for it actually benefits. Yeah, that, I just uh, remember there were issues about difficulties, so I don't know, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yes, it was changing the statutes, that was it. Maybe it's simple with regard to the glossary, but it, for information only, the word, the glossary and definitions do not mean the town plan recommends any of it. You know, meaning let people know because quad cities, that's we didn't say we're going to be the quad cities and do everything with them. It may be used in somewhere in the language, I don't remember specifically, but we can put provise ones that the glossary is not uh, an endorsement of the definitions or something like that, and then we can take care of some of those concerns if there are more. If not, we don't have to do that, but if there's something we could um, have a disclaimer, if you will. Right. Okay. Um, let's go to. Uh, one, oh, yes, okay, Christopher. Before we move on from the glossary, um, I think, and I'd have to go back and proof this new draft, but I think that we might have eliminated at least one or two of these specifically as they have to deal with uh, um, green building uh, right. definitions and things like that. So in the final, we're going to have to make sure that we go Update through here the and, glossary. and yeah, just make sure that we're not. Uh, including language that has been eliminated. Okay. I'm good with that. Do you have another comment? No, no, I was ready for this. If you okay, want. just no. give me a second here, because yeah, sure. uh, I was looking at your topics, and then I had a couple topics as well, but let's go to page two of the survey, or of the, of the meet, of the, what's this thing called? General plan, excuse me. <laughs> the vision statement, I went back to our, um, notes from last year and we had actually taken time and rewritten this vision statement in 2021 mm -hmm. so I wanted to just address that again and see if um, if this is still applicable if still what we want and then this would replace that whole vision statement that's in our current plan or in the plan that's that we're reviewing yeah 
So um, the, what we had come up with before was the town of Dewey Humboldt was created in 2004 to preserve the low density land use that area residents came to enjoy. People here celebrate the mountain views, clean water, clear skies, larger lots, and vibrant country living, which is exemplified by ranching, farming, equestrian, and rural lifestyles. Love it. So that was what the, this committee had done in 2021, which was forever ago, it seems like now. Um, but I just wanted to bring that back to the table and make sure that if we still wanted to replace this vision statement with that. If I may comment. Um, I would say you're touching on what Mrs. Clough said and what I was one of my points in my deal is once we feel we baked the cake or preliminary, we need to do a reading. Like great lawyers will read the documents out loud, but we need to go through it from top to bottom. And so I'm glad you brought up the vision. I feel the vision fits better than ever because we have a second survey that really speaks to that. But I think we need to build into our timeline a full read from the beginning to the end, and then that will also help us on the glossary side clean up. And so I feel before we submit it forward, we need to walk it through and make sure that we won't put our names on it that we didn't construe and misconstrue. Okay, so back to the vision statement. How do you, how does everybody feel about the old vision state, or what's in the existing vision, in the existing general plan versus what we rewrote? Christy, go ahead. I think we should combine a piece of each because I like a lot of the things that are here in this vision statement as in our as is written there. Um, I, I like the slower pace, the more elbow room, the rural character, the freedom to be themselves, to respect and be respected. So there's a lot of good content in here. I'm not sure there's not, I mean, how do I say it? I believe there's good content in what you say as well. So maybe it needs to be a combination of the two. So we take part of 2021 or take 2021 and add it to no, this. Two together. Yeah, because there's a lot of good stuff in this. Okay. So just generic question. Um, we're going to get a revised this to go over it again, right? Yes. With all the changes. Yeah. Just checking. Yep, we will. Um, so, and the question is now, do we want to take the time and reinvent the vision statement now? Or is this something we flag that we want to do and we come back in at the next meeting with some drafts? Because uh, that will take us, I'm sure, a half hour. And that's okay if that's what we want to do. But it's going to, you know, I don't think we'll all sing Kumbaya immediately. Is this something well, we no. can do through email? Pardon? No. We can't yeah, do that. We can't do anything through email. Now, what, you, what could be done is we could send them to Chelsea, and then they could go to the committee by way of Chelsea, you know, but not us communicating with each other. Uh, no, because then you'd still have multiple people inputting the same, or back and forth. Yeah, I, I, I will say that here. Yeah, you can't. Can I make another suggestion? Yes, Christy. We give that to Chelsea to send to us. We take a look at that, we take a look at this, we come up with what we think and we bring it up at the next meeting. Does that work? That would be fine. We can just make copies of this and, and email hand it out. That'd be fine. Thank you. Okay, that's what everybody wants to do. I just want to make sure that we had remembered that we had done a lot of work that. on this before and that 
Um, I agree. If we can just make sure that our Gratefully vision statement is there. Was, uh, sure. Where is that? This was on the August 18th, 2021 um, uh, minutes from our from our meeting, August 18th meeting. Like years ago. Was that was that during the assessment? Yes, that was okay. during the first phase. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because that's where a lot of the numbers that we'll input come from. Too. Yeah. And that was during the first phase. We've done that, and there were some other notes that I pulled from this as well. But I also wanted to get to um, some of Greg's comments. Another one that we had flagged that um, we can get back. We can go back to the vision statement at the next meeting. Another one that we had flagged was that the. The, the farm history that was in our general plan before. And I did write up a little bit. I wrote up an option to change that a little bit and I wanted to present that as well. Um, so I, this was page 10 in the general plan, in the current general plan. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but what I wrote is, in the heart of Dewey Humboldt lies fertile farm ground on the Agua Fria. The soil and climate was ideal for growing food for the booming mine town. In 1946, Elmer Young began farming and eventually turned the focus to agritourism. In 2006, he sold out to developers, promising a high-density master-planned community. In 2011, Mortimer Farms was, was able to start farming, and in 2020, they purchased the land from the developers. This agritourism farm has flourished, growing over 60 varieties of fruits and vegetables, Celebrating agriculture through education and you you pick and community events. I like it. And I'm going to add something that mm -hmm. I have noticed. You, you draw a family crowd. You don't draw a crowd that blazes through Prescott and you can't hear yourself. <laughs> so I would say it's family friendly, and that's something I'm going to speak to as well. But I feel compliments to the Mortimers because they do draw families. They're not drawing degenerates. No disrespect to. <laughs> um, but you know, quality of life. So I just want to know. I just want to say that you know, hallelujah. So that's going to be the replacement for what we had originally was Dan to update. Yes. Well, that's what this is. What I wrote as an option and idea. Yes. Did you have something as well, Dan, or no? No, okay. no, no. I like that. Okay. I just knew you'd been busy, so I tried to help out a little bit, and I. The farm now known as Mortimer Farms, whatever you want to call it, should remain designated for a working farm as it is the centerpiece, the crown jewel of the town. Of course, owner's property rights protected. So it really is our centerpiece. It is the crown jewel. It's what no other town has in Arizona where you come into a little country town there's a real farm doing, yes, it's got tourism, they gotta to pay the bills, but it's farming. And I learned since the last meeting that they're very sensitive and don't use pesticides and the like that is going in the river, as I'm told. So I wanna, I'm saying if you wanna to add to it, it is the crown jewel, it is part of the signature of who this town is, and it needs to be that forever. I wanna add that to your thinking. Okay. And I mean it sincerely, I've said it from day one, it's or any other thoughts on? I'm okay with what you what you wrote. Would you add that, or would you just replace this first paragraph, or how would you do that? My thought was we replace that first paragraph on right. page ten. Okay. 
One of the things I didn't like about that is it just talked all about Youngs and it didn't talk about anything before them, and it was a farm group. We're longer as Youngs now. Yeah, uh -huh. so, so this kind of encapsulates both before the Youngs and then after and talks a little bit about where we're at now. So. I, I encourage you to add Crown Jewel, a centerpiece of the town. I mean okay. that sincerely. Okay. Um, because it truly is. And I'm proud of us for having that and, and wanting it. Okay, so crown jewel. So I will make that note. A centerpiece and crown jewel. Centerpiece because it is, in a way, it's our town center in some ways. It's, it's the, it's the, well, and I put on here in the heart of Dewey Humboldt. Yeah, perfect. So I perfect. think that kind of covers yeah, centerpiece. It's perfect. But it is in a, the heart of. It is a crown jewel. Okay. What do you think, Christopher? Are you okay with that? Uh, as it's written, I'm, I'm right. totally fine with it. Um, but just just to kind of digress a little bit um, with respect to the glossary, mm -hmm. um, if we landed on a workable definition that we're all comfortable with as far as agribusiness and agritourism, because um, I know that was a matter of some contention over these meetings, um, that should be included in the glossary. So there's no mistake. Agreed. Thank that you. And that's in I my notes as an item that we wanted to go back to. And that's in my list too. Okay. So whenever you want to talk about that I could talk about it now or later. Okay. Um okay so that I have the replacement of that. It's agriculture centric. It's okay so then on page under land use on page 15. So this is where we got into the agritourism and the agribusiness and mixed use the, that definition. Just one second. Jim Hamula gave us the definition when he was here last time was commercial use consistent with the rural character of this community. That was his definition of agribusiness. Of agribusiness. Uh huh. Um, page 15. We are under. Transform. Um, yeah, go down. It's the Transform the Iron King Mine, and then it talks of agribusiness was in there. We were just talking about the definition of agribusiness. Okay, go ahead. So I really gave a lot of thought to the whole agribusiness thing. And I don't know why we have to cite a specific industry. So I sent this pretty late to Chelsea, so I don't know if she could get it printed. But um, as it relates to tourism, tourism should, uh, and agriculture, um, tourism should maintain add to the country feel and lifestyle, never reach a level that takes away current residents, property owners' rights, quality of life, too much traffic, pollution, noise, night sky, blight and tourism, we shouldn't have tourism that isn't family friendly, specifically to agriculture. Um, uh, as I said before, um, why don't we say the town wants and encourages non-polluting, non-industrial family farms and ranches. Instead of citing we're in the agritourism business, why don't we speak of it as, you know, that fits being a country town. It fits who we are. Uh, and then, as I said, on the agricultural side of it, um, we're really advocating for family farms and agritourism is here, but why cite an industry? I guess that's what I'm saying. If I'm meandering, I apologize. Why don't we say we want tourism that plays to our country heritage, our agricultural heritage, uh, instead of speaking to a particular industry. And, um, and I think the way what tourism should maintain or add to the country town feel and lifestyle and then, of course, not be too much and ruin it. So I think if we keep it looser and not agritourism business, I feel I don't think we should cite an industry and, and, and 
say we need to be in the agritourism business. I think we're really saying we want to be an agricultural country community. So that's my thought on that point. Okay. Christopher? I don't disagree with Greg. Um, I would just point out that the, by its very nature, tourism interferes with rural country living. Just so I mean, I don't disagree with the whole pointing out just the agribusiness thing, but you know, if we're talking about tourism and things like that, just by virtue of what it is, it takes away from rural country living tourism. So, something to consider. Okay. Bill? Well, something that kind of concerns me here is it says goal, and this goal includes not just agri business agritourism, but it says right. transform the Iron King mine and Humboldt smelter sites into mixed use agribusiness, agritourism, and our recreational areas. I'm not sure that that's the place where you know where they should be um, so what would you like to change it to well I think we should leave out transforming the mine and smelter sites because we don't know yet exactly what we're going to be able to do with those mine and smelter sites we're, we may not be able to do any agribusiness or agritourism on them at all you know um, I don't know Greg you have some idea that you Something right on that point, if yeah. I may, Madam Chair. I think. Um, so here's my language I suggested to his point and to much of our discussion. Superfund remediation sites. Remediation sites should only be for park-type uses that create little to no impact on ground or ground puncturing of the sites. Remediation sites should require the most minimal of town upkeep and maintenance. So in my view, the way to handle it is say, it needs to be a park, it, nothing that's going to puncture the ground because basically, like you said, it's a baggie with stuff on top. Yeah. So I'm happy to submit this for consideration to the group, but I'll read it. Remediation sites should only be used for park type uses that create little to no impact on, or on the ground or ground puncturing of the sites. And that is the plan vision which means I think that does the job as to how it's going to be used because it's basically poison in a bag. That's what they told us. So if you like that, I did send it to Chelsea or I can read it aloud, but I gave it some thought because we don't want to tie the hands in the future, but, uh, and they can do something, they, this is a vision, but I don't think we should do much on that land. We, we can't, we only have a foot to two feet above that, that membrane, so. You can't dig any holes into it or plant any foundations or it's going to be very limited i think and i agree with what you just said Greg. If, if i may that's the depository site right yes that you're talking yeah. about that's just i'm talking about the superfund site meaning the dirty area not oh, the, the, okay the, 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 the depository where the cap is going where, yeah where the poison is it's poison okay if i get ashley oh yes please. ashley please you read your flag up, so I, I wanted to thank you for make sure it was okay. Okay, um, by removing that whole thing, I think you're greatly limiting your options and what you can do. Um, the reuse issue right now is huge, and I would like to see you all involved, all attend the meetings, um, all be updated on where we are at in the Superfund process. 
yes, right now his rumor is that we're only getting a foot and a half to two feet of clean soil. Um, we're not limited to that. If we don't get involved and we don't make this happen and say, hey, we may have bigger ideas for reuse on these sites, we don't know yet, but don't limit yourself um, to say nothing is ever going to be done up there. Um, I briefly had the idea the other day, um, you know, we, we have the historical society, we have the museum here, we have Mortimer's Farms. You have tourism going down this road to Prescott all day long. We are missing our opportunity, um, in a sense, to bring income into the community. Um, one of the ideas I had for Iron King, we know that that site is not going to be used for any sort of development. You've been told over and over, the crust is only three feet deep. Um, what could possibly be done is um, historical trails. That this is The history here at the site is what has built our community. Um, to say, okay, we need more than a foot of soil on the site because we may want to do historical trails. We may want to have placards set up all over where families could get together and hike this area overlooking the museum. Hey, by the way, stop at our museum. Hey, by the way, stop at Mortimer's Farms. You're not bringing tourism into the heart of Dewey Humboldt, per se. Um, as far as the smelter, w there are more options. There, there are areas that could be used for small commercial properties. Um, and you're specific to repository areas where the contamination is going to be capped. And then you'll hear talk about the apron areas, which is still in property boundaries, but the outskirts of where contamination is going to be held. So if this is wording that was put in by our environmental team to say our environmental attorney and consultant, you need to be very careful in not striking something out. This is what our town is paying big money to put in. Sure. How do you feel about this? Agribusiness and agritourism are two different things. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? So my concern is big corporations with this agribusiness thing like pesticide plants and, and things like that. We want to keep it small, commercial, mm -hmm. mom and pop businesses. Mm -hmm. I don't like this word agribusiness. And I, honestly, I'm not going to speak to something that I have not fully taken the time to educate myself. The difference between agritourism agri and agribusiness, um, I'm not aware of. And again, ultimately, my thought is planning and zoning and everything else is going to limit that issue. Um, so be careful not to strike out Superfund reuse options at this point. Let planning and zoning carry the meat of ultimately what our town and our citizens want. So you want to include agribusiness as well? If I'm not mistaken, agribusiness would include a small feed store, um, it, you know, farmer's market. Also mean it, it can also mean ethanol production, wind farms, agrochemical plants. You know, that's all industrial. And that, and so what I think we need to do is take agribusiness and define what this town is going to use mm -hmm. it for. 
Well, and that it can't be construed into something else. It's a big concern of mine. I know. And I agree, but I, I'm going to say that goes to planning and zoning to say this is what we don't want versus what we do want. And we're able to narrow that down to strike it out here, I think, is a big mistake because you're limiting citizens of our community like a farmer's market was um, brought up as a reuse idea. I think it's a great idea. We have U of A studies that say, hey, this is how you need to grow vegetables in the area. We have the rainwater harvesting study. All that plays into effect. But if we strike out agribusiness now, that's done and over with. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. No disrespect to any state. You read that out loud to all of us earlier in the meeting. Okay, but I think she was answering specific questions. I, I know. So I, she's a she's a more of a consultant than just the public on that topic. She's actually our, one of our town. It's yeah. not her particularly. Well, I'm just saying. Can I'm we just saying in that minutes? specific situation that she was specifically knowledgeable about that topic. Right. And then I want to speak. So to just topic. a minute, Christy, go ahead. I'd like to hear from our attorney and get his two cents worth on this discussion as well. It's Ashley as a member of the team, and when she's spoken, when she's spoken before the council, they've acknowledged she's been subject to the freedom yeah. implementation. I, it wasn't about her. I'm just saying we were going long. We've gone long before. Right now, the general plan is the goal of the general plan is to keep all options on the table. If you were to strike it, you would take that option out. The kinds of restrictions that you you are concerned about will be implemented in the zoning ordinance, and that the kinds of ideas that the council and your consultants have described have been like of farmers markets been very marginal. In fact, we intentionally did not use the word industrial. And so, because that's not what you're here. So, but I mean, if you were to take this out, you'd be losing an opportunity. Because frankly, agritourism, you already have. Yes. Agritourism is, is already on your books. And I think you know, agritourism is very limited as to who can do it. I mean, the, 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 the definition is very narrow. It has to be large lots. Agribusiness could be some of these smaller lots that are on the apron. It could be things like a, 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 a farmer's market. It could be things like learning how to grow to grow vegetables. And so all I'm saying is if you take it off, you, you won't have that opportunity. Leaving it in, you and the folks, the folks who come after you can impose the kinds of restrictions that you've asked, you've asked about. And I've heard council say, they've lectured me, this isn't commercial, this isn't industrial, this is Dewey Humble. So we're thinking about the kinds of things you do at Mortimer Farms, but do it across the board and figure out ways. I mean, things like uh, 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 not a feedlot, but, but things like a farmer's market, things, things like uh, uh, feed store. Yeah, feed, well, a feed store. I think would work. I think it would work. And so, and, and you're right. There may be limits from the EPA about surface soil, but that doesn't mean once you get the PRP to, 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 to in effect sign over the property that you can't get a developer to put on more more more, more earth to have the feed store. I think the feed store will need, need, need more than a foot. So I would leave it in. Okay. Flags have gone up. So I think that Sue, you pulled yours down? I'd like to hear what Lynn has to say. Okay. Christopher? I was just going to point out that I don't think that unless I missed something that we were considering striking it completely. I think that so we just wanted to limit it. So we're talking about striking it. When I'm talking about our initial discussion of this particular. We talked about defining agribusiness. Yes. Yeah. Correct? 
final thoughts, please. It's my turn. So, Go ahead, um, Greg. Um, town wants and encourages non-polluting, non-industrial family farms and ranches. Agribusiness, if we're going to say agribusiness, we need to be really specific because it could be tanks of nitrogen going down the road. Uh, why do we even have to say it? Why don't we say something more in the vein of what I'm suggesting? The town wants and encourages non-polluting, non-industrial family farms and ranches. Why do we want to say agribusiness? As it relates to the Superfund sites, I'm still hearing don't do much on that land. And so I feel, because we can't maintain it, test it, all that stuff. So to the issue of the use of the Superfund site by saying keep it park light, nothing that punctures, I don't think that's limiting people. It's saying a feed might work. If we're going to talk agribusiness, if we're going to cite a specific category of business, then it needs to say small business. And then what does small business mean? Because small business can mean 200 employees in some, if you read Forbes or something, whereas small business is two or three people. So we open a big can of worms by saying agribusiness if we're going to include it. And if we're going to include it, then you better qualify, we, we not better, we should qualify it uh, as to the vision that we're seeing. I see family farms and ranches, not agricultural businesses. Yours, I love it, it's our crown jewel. Lynn? Hey, this, I've got a question kind of for the town manager, town attorney. I've actually read the record of decision <sighs> um, they've got a new picture, a new map of the Humboldt smelter site that only shows one repository. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So we'll have the more usable on the Main Street side even, so we can extend Main Street down farther. Yeah. So that is a good thing. We might be able to use some of that. The other thing is when I look at mixed use in other towns, because that's part of the discussion of agribusiness, mixed use, and all of that is in that paragraph. Mixed use in other places I've been where I'm familiar with the zoning, it's usually, it can actually combine things that you don't normally see on the same street. Like you could have restaurants on one end and maybe you'll have a bicycle shop or motorcycle shop at the other end. It's mixed use. It doesn't naturally have to be all that compatible. So um, the other, when I look at the research on zoning, new zoning for special projects, it's like the, the sentiment in the towns where it's been done is build it for the people that live here. Don't build it for tourists. What do we want? And we've got some guidance on that from previous studies that EPA did for um, reuse. We've got um, a little bit of information in our poll. I think that there's some doable things we can do without um, really ticking people off. I think scale and limiting the uh, scale of the buildings and the intensity of use and things like that could be a plus also, because that's a tool that we can use to have a lot of control over an agribusiness type use. So. It could be things like a farrier, horseshoe, horseshoer. There could be other things that are small. So I don't know. It, it needs to be looked at, but 
it is something we need some income because we're going to have to babysit some of this stuff with the Superfund thing. We've got institutional controls we're going to have to babysit, so that's going to take money. That might be one way of getting it. Uh -huh. I think let planning and zoning hash it out. We've got a lot of input from folks. We've got a lot of input from you guys. And I've had input from people that are on both sides of it. And some of those things that I just talked about come from some of those people. So. Everybody wants to talk. Ashley? So, um, Greg, just quickly to the point you made of keeping it, you know, family farms sort of area. I think that's what we all want. I think that's why we all moved here to begin with. Um, however, if you strike out agribusiness, um, you limit those able to sell their stuff. We, we have a goat farm in the area. She makes lotions, soap, sells them to the community. Striking that out leaves her open for... Well, I, I, th I think it needs to be defined. Nobody wants industrial. Nobody wants, you know, bigger commercial. That was proven in the survey. But again, we're getting hung up on terms here that ultimately go to planning and zoning. So I think we need to agree to disagree that the community w would like agribusiness to stay in there, but we also want planning and zoning to define that to our standards. So I would encourage you all to leave it, attend planning and zoning, and discuss these sort of issues with them. What she said. Okay, Mrs. Clough. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. I like it. Clough, do you humble? I just want to hear what Christopher was trying to say because I totally miss that. So could you explain to me, please? It was essentially what Flash uh, just said was that I don't think because we already went over this uh, at some length that we just need to work, come up with a definition that we're comfortable with. We don't need to strike it because Agra. Anything is kind of what the town is about, um, but I think we're all uncomfortable with how loose that term Business is and how it can be applied. Correct. So rather than That's the talks of striking it because it is limiting um, for certain types of businesses that we want in our town, um, we just need to work on how to qualify it in a way that is appropriate. Perfect. So if I remember right, in meetings in the past, we were going to put a definition of what agribusiness meant. So why aren't we in the glossary defining agribusiness? Wouldn't that be a good place to go? So maybe we can move to that. Thanks. So as I said at the beginning of this discussion that we had Jim Hamula's definition of it that I was trying to see what we if that was going to be sufficient for what everybody wanted for that definition. Bill, did you have something well, to add? I actually I want to remove my objection to the way this was written because it seemed to say that we're going to transform those sites into just, you know, agribusiness and agritourism or recreational areas, which is kind of limiting um, and I agree with what Ashley said about let's not limit the possible uses. We know we've got to come up with something pretty soon before the EPA decides on what they're going to do because otherwise they're not going to 
they're not really going to do something that cooperates with what our future ideas are for this property. And we need to consider that. Um, so I'm okay with this. I think it's limiting, but I think it's fine. I agree with what Christopher said um, and what Ashley said. Um, I think we can leave it the way that it is if we want, or we can include what Greg was saying also, but it might be better to leave it and let planning and zoning decide what agribusiness means for the glossary for this. Okay, Christy? Same thing applies. We're trying to give them the general. Yeah. Planning and zoning will take it down to the, you can do this, but you can't do this. Our, so our, our codes say you can put in a feed store, you can't put in a feed lot. If, if if we narrow it here, we've tied hands, and I don't think that's really what we want to do. We have a good P&Z. They know what the town wants. I think we leave it written the way that it is, and we put it in the hands of P&Z to make sure that they follow along what we want. Okay? Thank right. you. So I come back to, I concur with uh, Christopher and my able colleague on the end, can we bring some definition to agribusiness? I'm still picturing feedlots, I'm picturing nitrogen tanks. Agribusiness doesn't sound like the small family farm. Let's bring some degree of, if we're going to keep agribusiness, let's, is it agri-small business, family-owned, non-chemical? What do we, can we get a little narrower? And where the vision, the vision needs agribusiness could be remembers Billy Salestis. I bet almost nobody does. He got arrested for um, selling fake nitrogen or something at a farm. But anyway, uh, I'm worried about agribusiness being something that pollutes and destroys our country town. That's why we need definition of some sort. Can we leave it to PFC to write that definition? Or then we should let them write the plan too. We need to give them the vision for them to put into zoning. Where the vision? Let's just say small business in there. Agro small business, family owned, something like that. I mean, okay, I think it works. Defining then it's not limiting use, but it's keeping it a country town. Okay, so Christopher, go ahead. I'm just going to say that if we're going to put forward this our of this general plan, um, we need to uh, be able to stand behind what we're doing and provide some sort of definition, some sort of guide for PMD by what we mean by agribusiness. Okay. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, unnecessarily constrictive, but there has to be some parameter set okay. if we're going to put it in our glossary. So what would you want that definition to be? Do you have an idea? I think it's something that uh, we can all uh, contribute to, that okay. we're all comfortable with. I think that'd be a pretty easy thing to do. Okay. But much like the... Do you want to start uh, the process? The vision, like bring it back. Have some help from the city's attorney. Do you want to start the? Do you want? To, do you have an idea of where to start? Well, much the like the uh, the statement, where it might be a better idea for us to come up with some drafts rather than let's start on a forty-five minute process. Now we're going to beat each other's throats because we didn't go. We didn't have any forethought into this discussion. Okay. Maybe we. Maybe that would be more advantageous for these proceedings. I love that idea. I like it too. Okay, so Something we'll. That is similar to what you're discussing. Is they, they must have had the same discussion when they did community court. Because if you look at the old 
planning and zoning, I had community core, and then you could see what was included in it. PNZ then uh, took that, but there's only a small amount about community core in our PNZ. But yeah, it, I just as an example, you might want to look at how they did that. Okay. I'm sure you had a you had a generic statement in your history when you were reading your history that really did sort of capture agribusiness. I forget you had a sentence that really did capture the idea of what you're trying to promote. I think you can go back to that. I think I could read that to your colleagues and then at the next meeting build on that. I well, Jim Hamula at our last meeting said that we asked him to define agribusiness, okay. and this was his definition commercial use consistent with the rural character of this community. That's it. There that, you go. That's, yeah, but it's, it's, I, I think that works. Is that in the glossary? That's not in the glossary. Right? No. <laughs> that, that was his definition that we were talking about this at our last meeting, and that was his definition that I wrote down so that we could bring that forward again. Can you send that to us so we take the suggestion of Christopher and like the vision and we, we do some work and we walk in prepared? Sure. So these are the final few things we got to take care of before we do the full read. And these are obviously critical issues to all of us in okay. the public as well. I would ask you, you recognize Ashley. She's had her hand up for a long time. She is on the team. Okay. <laughs> Ashley. Um, I think Jim's definition covers it. it. It says commercial with the vision of the community. It leaves out industrial. I think again, Greg, that you're you're kind of overstepping your bounds in what this committee is supposed to do versus planning and zoning here. Um, that, that's why I keep encouraging you guys that that this doesn't stop here. I mean, ultimately, it can go to planning and zoning, and they can strike out everything you just did, or they can leave in everything you just did. And then ultimately, we go through the same process again when it comes up to council. They can leave it all, take it all out, bits and pieces. I think this argument is better had at the planning and zoning to say, this is what we would like it to define, because ultimately, they're the ones who are going to define the codes and the zoning. So I think um, the town probably paid pretty good money to have Mr. Hamula here at the last meeting. That's the definition he gave. Um, let's stick with it and let planning and zoning hash out the details of commercial agribusiness at that time. responsibility as a committee either and say well we'll leave it to planning and zoning it reminds me of one of my daughters who records music and she says we're going to record it clean to begin with we're not going to fix it in post-production and I feel we need to fulfill our obligation and give the vision of what we mean um, and not make it restrictive but make it narrow enough or um, structured enough so that we um, we've done our job and we don't abrogate mission and to what Christopher said we're in a defensible position because we did the, our homework we put forth uh, our thoughts and our votes and we got to where we are and yeah it can all change but we did our best we brought we brought the cleanest and the best forward okay so we will discuss that at the next meeting we'll put that on the agenda um, um yeah oh I'm sorry Natalie, didn't um, as a consultant who's worked on a lot of brown sites uh, remedial sites 
I would hope that when it comes to to the city council's decision, that they're going to open it up to various people through uh, uh, ideas and imaginations that we can't even think about, we haven't even thought about. And the way that happens is the city council will ask for proposals, requests for proposals. If they get requests for proposals, we can't dictate what the city council is going to review, decide on, and agree with. We're try I think we're trying to put too much cement into this thing and not give the city council the flexibility they need in the future, my opinion. Okay. Thank you. And this is fine to be going through all this, but the first thing we need to do is figure out how we're going to get water there because we cannot drill wells. And I already talked to Humboldt Water, and he doesn't know if he can handle it or not. So we need to get that figured out first of all. Thanks. <laughs> The other two notes that I had um, were from, from that August 18th meeting when we went through quite a bit of the, um, the general plan and kind of identified some things that we were all concerned about at that meeting. So one of them was the historic downtown area and on page 19 it talks about that. Um, and it was talked about at that meeting that we wanted to possibly have a historic downtown section or district, something like that would be uh, applicable to our to our town. And so I just wanted to bring that back to the conversation here. I know we have a couple of new members that weren't on the on the committee at that time, but just wanted to see if you guys have any thoughts on a, on a on a historic downtown district or area that, that we could um, celebrate that history of our town. Greg? So if we go back to the survey, it was very clear that people don't want a town center, a developed town thing. If a historical area emerges, it's going to be private enterprise that makes it happen. Um, but the town was very clear, and you can go back to the survey results, that they don't want a town center, they don't want a, you know, that type of asset. Now, if it happens by way of private enterprise, that's a whole other thing, and you know that's, that's something else, but the town is not in the business of a town center and a town mecca. I would love to have a square like Prescott has, something like that. But the survey said people don't want it, so it doesn't matter what I want. So the reason I brought this forward again is because my understanding is that if you have, and maybe our town manager and attorney can help me on this, but if you have a, if you have a historic district, that there can be accommodations made to help um, with the redevelopment of that area to celebrate that history. So there's things that can be done through planning and zoning and through codes and all of that to recognize that that is a historic district and that there's something, is that, is that correct or what? Yes, and you, can, and you can impose design requirements to preserve the historic district. And so yes, the city's That was what we discussed at our la at our meeting in August and I just wanted to bring that forward and see if there was any interest in updating or changing Based on his comment, let private enterprise do it. 
That would be through private enterprise. Not the town taking responsibility or making it part of our vision because the, the survey says no. But, you know, I'd love to see something in this plan, and it's, I don't know if it fits right here, but I wish we had something that said that we encourage architecture that looks like a country area. You know, I look at the new hospital, Dignities Hospital uh, in Preston. It looks like, you know, it, it's like a cement box. It fits in like it doesn't. So, uh, but I'm not trying to, to digress. Uh, I just think that um, we have said other places keep the historic nature of the town, and maybe that's as far as we go. Um, but I think private enterprise would do it. And I think, is that more important, focusing on the historic town and town efforts and assets versus roads that people wish were better? So I think, I think you misunderstand when I say that historic district, does is allow the town to relax or help those private enterprises to redevelop that area or to bring those 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 buildings up to code so that they can be kept. Help them, help them through codes, through uh, standards that, you know, recognizing that that's a 150-year-old building and in that that it's going to take time for them to get that up to code or to or to be able to get that to a position where it can be re reused. So it's it's not a it's not the town taking over that area or doing that. It would be it would be the private enterprise doing that, but private people doing that, but the town being able to recognize that those are historic buildings. So you're exactly right. It isn't the government taking over, it's the government laying the framework so the private sector can do it. And if you're worried about designing criteria that's very difficult to do across town. It is much easier to do if you have a historical district. Christopher? So just for clarity, we're just talking about designation? Yes. Because it does it does specify in that uh, paragraph architectural compatibility. Mm -hmm. so. Lynn? For some reason in the past, this has been kind of a squishy middle type thing. Um, there, the town did, I think, in 2016 or 2015, approve a historic area map. It's on the town website on a link. You can link it with the, it's in the map link. But they have identified... Um, parts of our town, town, our downtown area as a historic area, not a historic district. Because the district kind of conjures up um, special requirements and being historically correct, which I guess was the issue back then. People sort of didn't want the control. So, but there is a start of it, and it might be worth pursuing it. And if it is, it needs to be something, something needs to be addressed in the general plan to encourage it. Thank you. Well, I don't know what the word district does versus area. So I guess I'm naive on that statement, but I, I just wanted to say historic downtown district was, or was what I was thinking is that we just recognize that there is that history there and that we can celebrate and, and help to, that's where I was at with it, and that's what the, the discussion was back in August when we talked about that. What if we had is there specific language? 
I don't know that it has to be anything specific. I just because it does say historic downtown Humboldt. It goes on with some of that. Right, but I thought the word district was more powerful, and that's what the discussion that we had back in August was. I don't know, Bill, is that? It is more powerful. A district would give you give you power as a government not to do what the private sector does, but to facilitate the private sector doing something. You, you can provide property tax benefits. You can, you can have architectural design much easier. You can call it an area or district. Right now, it doesn't say anything. It's just historic downtown Humboldt. I mean, I, I think you, if you're going to impose design criteria, you need to put it in a specific area and explain why you're doing it so that the, the, so that the property owner knows what he or she has to do and so you can enforce it. So I do like your idea of, of, of adding a modifier because it just says historic downtown Humboldt. I don't know what that means. Let's do the, let's add the modifier. Let's say district. Okay. Sue, did you have a comment? So I lived in a historical home, and there were all kinds of benefits for me to replace things and tax incentives to be able to do things to my home. I did not take advantage of them because they wanted me to open my home three days a week as a museum. So as long as we don't make people do that, I think it's a really good idea to give, maybe we can find a way to preserve these old buildings on Main Street. I would love to see that happen. And, and that's all they're talking house? about. That's all they're talking about. I want to see that. Thank house. you. Christopher, did you have something else to add? Um, I just want to make sure that I'm clear. So you're proposing that uh, we include language, something along the lines of that uh, we encourage the designation of like a, an actual official designation? Because I think that's what's required. Are we urging what that? saying is changing that first sentence and start with the word, the word and historical downtown Humboldt district could become an area. I think that's what you're suggesting. Because right, right now that doesn't exist, right? Correct. No, that, that's why we have a plan. Right, so are we you proposing that that become something that is adopted? That yes, there is a designation, an actual it. official designation of a historic downtown area? Mr. Attorney, does district in bring something more legally structured if we use the word district versus area or something? Again, this is just a vision. You I'm just saying, what, what's the right word that you recommend? Whatever you want. Right now, you district. have nothing. District. district. Is it possible that we could get a grant? to bring these buildings back up to use? Because I even spoke with Gary about this, about getting a group of guys together from town, because you've got a lot of retired contractors in town, and bring these buildings back up so they can be usable. Is it possible that we can get a grant? Because Prescott Valley gets plenty of grants to do other things, and I get, I get the feeling we're getting left behind. Thanks. Lot easier to go get those grants for that district. Okay, so do we have grant writers in district? Do we have grant writers now so, for the town? Mel, are you good with adding district in there? Yes. Okay. Christy? Just Greg, I think you said fine. Yeah. Okay, I think we're good. So we'll add district there. Oh, historic downtown district. The last thing that I had on my notes that um, and we're still before eight o'clock, so that's good. One more thing, um, Lynn at our meeting in August had brought forward that she 
thought that we needed a um, category of individual agriculture for smaller acreage of five acres or more, um, a down zone from residential to agricultural. Is that something, Dan, that we would add to the land use? Um, to the land use area there that we would just add an agricultural land use? That's correct, right? Wow. All considered residential. So the question that Lynn brought forward last two years ago was that adding a land use for agricultural, an agricultural land use. Now, Madam Chair, you're, you're now getting into and also the, the defined term of agribusiness and agritourism. I agree with you. Uh, is it possible that those two could capture that concept? Are you, are you talking about agricultural would be no residents on it, or only what are you, what are you talking about? Hey, are, I, what kind of agriculture? Are you talking about? Agricultural, residential agriculture. That's worth the adding. I mean, that's worth that. Yeah. So, um, and that would be up to us to add that, or without no, planning I, and zoning. Again, you're the vision. Okay. You can we say say recommend it. Okay. Recommended that planning and zoning could add. Okay. So, I would like to say that we can, under land use designation, that we add a um, residential agricultural, agriculture, residential agricultural um, land use. I have to that point. Non-polluting, non-industrial family farms in the nation. Right. Okay. So, is there any other comment? Is there anybody that has any concerns with adding a land use designation of residential agricultural? Great idea. I'm okay with it, but what's the process if somebody wants to change their zoning? Well, that would be up to the zoning. To zoning. Right. That's my understanding. Well, yes. I thought it needs to go under land use designation because we've got residential there now. On page 19, but if I'm not in the right spot, then you can tell me where to need, where we need to put it. But I guess on land use designation. They have two different books. Or maybe it's under maybe it's on page seventeen under current land use. It's got a it's got a um, a grid here that says single family residential, commercial, industrial, public lands, existing land use and zoning. I just know we currently do not have any agricultural zoning, and I think that we should. We should. So I guess I don't know exactly where it needs to be. So I guess I need your help on where that should be added. My recommendation is you add it as a goal of land use elements. As a goal under land use elements. What page? Well, we all have different pages. That's water, water. environmental, land use elements. Oh, OK. So that'd be on page um, 15. Page 15. So it'd be another goal under that, is that right, Bill? Okay, so we would add a new goal there that says... Um, um, here's what my suggestion is. Town wants and encourages 
not including non-industrial family farms and ranches. So that would be the objective. That would be the objective under the goal. Okay. So the goal needs to be that we would want a um, you know, well, the goal saying, here is yeah, emphasize residential living quality. That we would want to say we want to we want a agricultural zoning. Is that what the emphasize? Agricultural residential land use zone. That's the goal. Agricultural residential land use. Perfect. And then your objective, what you just read. So the town wants and encourages non industrial family farms. Me all confused, Greg. Okay, so the goal on page 15, a new goal would be agricultural residential land use. Yes. And then beneath that, uh, town wants and encourages non-polluting, non-industrial family farms and ranches. Okay. Adopt a zoning ordinance that encourages land use. I give up. So, Bill. My only problem is you say family, does that mean a single person can't do it? Well, on some of these other goals and objectives that are in here, just looking at how they're written versus how well, how, how do you think, Bill, that it needs to be written? If you want to, his words were fine, but I just I would drop family because you can't have a, you know, a single guy if you want to do it. Okay. So town wants and encourages non-polluting, non-industrial right. farms and ranches. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Is everybody okay with that? Yeah. Yes. We need to add non-commercial. No, because okay. commercials. Okay. In a different district. <laughs> Pardon? It's in a different district. Did somebody write that down? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Lee Clefton in Hamilton. Just a quick question. So if it says agriculture, agricultural residential land use, does that mean you can still sell your eggs or your broccoli or whatever? I just didn't know if you needed agribusiness. Or I wanted to make sure. People weren't going to, they could grow it, but then they were stuck in not being able to sell it. So that'll cover it. That'll Thanks. Cover it. And then the planning and zoning can add the yes, agribusiness to that. Okay. We have that in Denise. the plan somewhere else, too. Sorry, I don't have the old document with me, but isn't, isn't there a... a acreage uh, requirement currently for what's being discussed as agribusiness. And I think this conversation we're having right now is for somebody with a small, you know, they got five acres or less, but they got some chickens or they got a goat and they want to sell some eggs or some broccoli <laughs> or whatever. So we need to, uh, I think maybe then we need to include an acreage requirement for in the definitions for the the small. Like to see it less than five acres? Well, I, I. So, what's the definition for agribusiness? Isn't it more acres? Hasn't been defined. Oh, okay. All right. We're dealing with that. Later. I was under the impression that it was for bigger parcels and that, you know, mom and pop or just mom or just pop. I think the intention was at, at one point that it would be for the smaller acreage, you know two and a half acres or whatever a person has that right. raises their own because agritourism is restricted by statute. Well, right, but agribusiness. Yes, 
is the, not agritourism. Yeah, agritourism is five agri acres and over. So they're not going to invite right. people to come over and check out their chicken coops. Right. Right. Agri agritourism has the five acre limit. Agribusiness will, will get, get us below okay. five. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> She's got her hand up again. Who else had their hand up? Ashley, did you want to come up again? She was afraid of you. Not about Superfund this time. Wow. Um, so I just want to clarify because, uh, you know, we're on a two acre parcel. I would like to see that listed as two acres and above because. That's what most of our properties are in town, not five acres. So I just wanted to clarify exactly that. We're we're, 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 that's exactly where we're okay. going. Okay. To allow the smaller parcels. Okay. All right. But does it have to be two acres or it no. can be an acre? We're going to let planning and zoning decide that. Yeah, decide what size. Okay. The survey said small, you know, bigger, not smaller. So. Well, we have 70,000 square foot minimums right now. So that was everything that no. I had that we needed to discuss tonight. Is there anything else that anybody else had that they wanted to bring forward? Give me one did, sec. Did we reach concurrence that once we build in all the holes that we're going to do a read-through and make sure we're happy with what we can do? Well, my intention is that everybody can read it at home and come back with updates, and then we'll be able to do okay. that. So it'll be faster than trying to read through everything so together. So changes from tonight will get sent to us? All the changes, I know Chris, uh, Chelsea has been compiling all the changes and those are supposed to be completed sometime and then yes, that'll be emailed out to us so that we can all go through it and take a look. Christy, did you have something else? Yes, and now I lost. I'm sorry. It wasn't. Oh. Um, we had several points in here that needed to be updated and so on when we get that update will it have all that stuff updated and so on yes. no that we're going to have the town do or the, who, the town staff was going to update who, the, the statistics, the statistics yes. and some of the stuff in there and there was some stuff in there about obc and that's changing and needs to be updated and so on and so forth I think that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. This is Clough. We Clough to handle. Okay, so it's going to be sent to you, but how do we get the changes so that we can be looking at them? Is it you guys going to? No, it gets sent to you guys way before it gets posted. So how do we get them? Perfect. And thank you, everybody, for getting along. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. And there's new changes. Can you, you copy P and Z on those? No, we can't give you anything. <laughs> Nobody no, gets it. Can. He's that way. I know. <laughs> I know where he lives, though. I know. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, so we're supposed to set our meeting for our next meeting. I'm concerned about. The timeline on that. Chelsea, can you tell us when you can have all of our stuff ready for that next meeting? Well, I, I understand that, but are you going to have time to do it before the first of the year so that we can plan a meeting 
early in the in January. Just a minute. I would say we need to pick just mid just a minute. Just a minute. Seventeen. I just want to get Chelsea's confirmation that we're going to have the materials that we need to do it. I apologize that we didn't have a lot of this stuff done because we have a policy that hopefully at the end of the year, next year, we'll go in and say use it or lose it policy on our vacation. And so people are off and when you have a skeleton crew anyway, it becomes less than a skeleton crew. And so, um, so I just pinch hitters. Is that what you said? I don't know. I think we probably need pinch runners, you know, with us older guys. You know. Okay, so Chelsea, are we good to, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't have the full schedule on my phone for, like, through Outlook. It doesn't connect with the thing. Um, if you wanted a week or two in advance, you're probably looking at the end of January. The end of January. 31st. Say she wanted to come and volunteer. I to come <laughs> okay, so Sue, go ahead. What was your opinion? Okay, Wednesdays are really, really hard for me. Is there any way we can move? Sorry, we're closed today. Thursday. How about Tuesday the thirtieth? I'll do a Tuesday anytime. That's fine. Okay, because that would not be a council meeting that night, correct? Neither is the twenty-third, the thirtieth, January thirtieth. Do you Which feel that Tuesday safe? Evening? Ask her if she feels safe. Yeah, that 30th, that would be a, um, there shouldn't be anything. Okay. Does that give you enough time? Yeah. And we'd have a couple weeks to review it, so that's what Thank we talked so about. Much. Okay, so the 30th, does that work for, for everyone? Yes, ma'am. 
January the 30th. We'll do our next meeting on that day here, um, 6 o'clock in this room. And then we would have them two weeks before. Is that realistic, Chelsea, without you dying? Yeah. God forbid. Sorry, okay. Chelsea. We respect and appreciate you greatly, truly. All right. Well, with that, I would like to thank everyone for coming tonight, for all of everybody's attendance and participation, and the committee all coming and helping us with this. It's been great. And um, wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday, and we will adjourn. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah, too. Oh.